Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello and welcome to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we're going to talk about Janet's photo, which is episode two. Joining me today is my wife, Ruby. Hi. And our special guest today is Eugene. Hello there. Welcome. <laughs> and the interesting thing about Eugene is he's also a game show enthusiast. Oh. Yeah. He's been on a couple of shows. I'm looking here on his Twitter. Uh, he's been on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Pyramid, Price is Right, and Wheel of Fortune. Wow, Eugene. <laughs> You're a celebrity. <laughs> For 15 minutes or 20 minutes at a time, yes, uh, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask about that. Like, what got you started on game shows? Oh, gosh. I, you know, uh, ever since I, I saw my first game show, probably at least as far back as I can remember, maybe when I was three years old or four years old, uh, probably more like three, because my, my mom remembers me watching The Price is Right and... Um, you know, jumping up and down in my diapers and and and, and yelling with uh, the announcer at that time, Johnny Olson, uh, saying "Come on down!" and I would say, yeah. oh, <laughs> And I don't know. I'm just drawn to the the excitement of the contestants and the um, how personable the the host is in connecting with the contestants and and all the different prize reveals and game reveals and I just I just really got into that so um, pretty much my entire life um, uh, except when uh, after getting married and having kids I think uh, the 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 amount of of time that I spent watching game shows went down, uh, but I, I, I watched a, a lot of different game shows uh, for an extended period of time every day. Um, and uh, so when I actually came of age and, and had opportunities to be able to get on game shows, even better. Uh, and <laughs> it seems like more of that's been happening in, in, in recent years. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. I, I, I love game shows till the day I die. And I'm, I'm raising my kids also to uh, to play game shows themselves later. They're they're taking some interest, although they're being somewhat resistant because they're discovering that their dad isn't so cool, and uh, uh, so so they're claiming that they're not as interested now. But I I, I think they're just uh, they're just suppressing it. <laughs> so, so, is there any game show you're kind of aiming to be on, like? Uh, again, as I said, looking at this list, it seems you've been on all the major ones. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to be on Jeopardy if I can actually pass the test. Uh, it's very difficult, though. Uh, let's make a deal. I might have a decent shot uh, for that. Uh, that just requires personality uh, and, and less in terms of game playing skill and trivia knowledge. Uh, Family Feud would be great as well. Uh, but I, my kids need to be older. I think you have to be 16 or 18 uh, to be on the show, and they're not quite there yet. Okay, so just coming back, I guess, for the purpose of the podcast, I mean, you're also a big Kim's Convenience fan. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd be on the show, but <laughs> you're also a Kim's Convenience fan from the States. So how did you get introduced to the show? Yeah, um, I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I guess 
having the the large game show interest uh i've been on youtube quite a bit in recent years uh finding old episodes and, and watching shows that i've missed over the years and i i don't know why but i believe youtube made a recommendation um uh to for me to watch uh some of the promo videos for season one and uh, and 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 it was the ones uh, the, the the promo videos where they were introducing you uh, to each character, um, and then I think they also had uh, scenes from the from the first episode um, as well about Appa, uh, talking about Janet taking over the store and Janet saying that she wasn't going to take over the store and and uh, Alma talking about many babies and I, so I, I I I I saw that and and these promo videos and I went. Wow, this is really interesting because this is compared to other, uh, and I'm not going to name them specifically, but but other um, shows with uh, you know based on uh, Asian characters or Asian families. Um, I actually found the comedy funny, and mm-hmm. I connected even just these promos. I connected with the characters, and so. I was getting really, really excited. Uh, I also remember trying to look for ways that I could watch this show and then suddenly realizing, oh my goodness, this is a Canadian broadcasting company or <laughs> series of show. This isn't oh, airing no. here. Is it going to air on Netflix? Oh no, it's not. Um, wow. But uh, there's just something about this show that um, I have I have got to, to see uh, for myself. And, um, so, uh, uh YouTube, uh, thank you so much <laughs> for <laughs> to Kim's convenience. Yeah. And I, I remember on Twitter, you were one of the first to jump on the DVD when it was on sale. Oh, it was yes. like, DVD's on sale and he, he's holding it up. It's like, how'd you get it so fast? <laughs> that was frustrating too, because, uh, I, I was looking in the U S and, uh, it wasn't on sale anywhere and wasn't finding any copies on eBay right away. And I don't know who took, no, I checked, I checked the Canadian Amazon site. I think oh, it no. may have been through another Kimbit kind of posting something like but. I, I think I may have found it myself, uh, okay. and uh, I just jumped on it right away. I was I was so happy. Wow, I can I can actually purchase this in uh, in, in U.S. dollars converted to Canadian, and uh, yay! Uh, yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I I treasure this DVD always, and uh, it's it's gotten a lot of playtime in my uh, DVD player. <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, uh, one of my cousins, she lives in San Francisco, and I was trying to explain the show, and I'm like, here, just go to this link and watch it, and she couldn't. So I was like, okay, you know what? Here's an early birthday gift, and she 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 also says that she treasures this DVD like... <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> I, I keep badgering uh, Kim's Convenience and CBC on Twitter, or maybe mainly just Kim's Convenience, about... When is the season two DVD coming out? I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm counting. I, I, I'm going to count down the days once you give a release date, and no one, no one responds. I think they, they've liked uh, or favorited some of those tweets, but no response. It's like, ah, oh. respond to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And the one thing that we're all pushing CBC for right now is hashtag KC season three. Absolutely. Season three. Come. There are so many plot elements that need to be resolved. Uh, So many seasons you can, you can see to come uh, with that. Uh, So they they better. 
<laughs> so many awards you were nominated for all these awards, I guess, for some recent award show. And, and uh, hopefully that's a sign that we'll see a renewal. I, I, I don't know. Yeah you, yeah, you never know in TV land. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you see somebody with an amazing actor as the lead and then the show doesn't go on just because it didn't quite hit the ratings that other shows did on the network. But hey, fingers crossed and we'll see how it goes. But is there anything you're looking forward to seeing in season three? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm very interested in um, seeing what's going to happen with, with Jung and Shannon. Um, after that very uh, pivotal moment, actually that they had twice, I suppose, in in uh, in, in, in the season finale. Uh, but also interested because Jung, I guess, lost his job uh, as well. Uh, ooh, spoiler, but um, and uh, you know, so so and and then things ended sour with with him and Appa, um even though it looked like. Things were going in the positive direction, and, and I think that they did a little bit in the end, but the, they ended also kind of taking a, a, a bit of a step back. Um, so, uh, dying to see uh, what's going to happen there. Um, so that that that's what I'm really interested. Also, with with Janet too, um, they they didn't really explore a lot with Janet in terms of. Um, uh, her her relationships or even her career aspirations as well. Uh, so so I, I I I'd like to see more of that uh, more of that too. It's funny that you talk about Janet and her relationships because we've seen her get involved in relationships a couple of times now, but we never know like what the outcome is or what's happened to any of them. Yeah, because a lot of the people are like once offs. Yeah, that's strange. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> season three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really did seem like they were they were they were planning, uh, you know, ahead to me. I mean, I think they're very very aware of all of these uh, different plot elements that haven't been addressed or resolved, and and uh, um, uh, so I yeah, I mean, it's it's all waiting in the wings. They just have to give the okay, I guess, for season three, and then off we go. Yay. <laughs> All right, so winding it back, now we're talking about the second episode of season one. So there is just so much, so many new characters that are introduced at this point. Because, I mean, we've only talked about gay discount mm -hmm. at this point. And uh, first off the bat in the intro, we're introduced to Gerald and Samira, who are both friends of of uh, Janet. Janet. Yeah. And uh, they're talking to Mr. Kim, a.k.a. Appa. And uh, they're showing off their pictures. <laughs> what a great scene. So funny. I know. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, um, every, that, I mean that, that was my introduction to, uh, uh, to Kim's Convenience, was, was, oh, wow. was seeing, seeing that. that well, I mean, beyond the, the promos, in terms of the first episode that I they ended up watching from end to end. And uh, to the, 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 the writing and the comedic timing... Um, was just absolutely was absolutely perfect. I'm, I, I can still kind of hear uh, Appa reacting to things that uh, Gerald and, and Samir are saying, um, uh, such as like um, what was it? Uh, oh, Donna <laughs> expressing concern about uh, how much I think uh, Samir or Gerald was was saying uh, 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 how much his. Uh, his picture of some kind of tree was 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 worth, and then looking through the various photos of 
of, of naked individuals, assuming one of them, I think, was Gerald himself, and uh, uh, you know, making that that final comment about you should find model and Penty. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I, these are it, it was it was it's funny, but I think what a lot of people don't understand too about this comedy, these are things that my appa and 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 appas of friends of mine might actually say in a similar situation. Um, I actually have a friend at church who regularly posts on Facebook funny things her appa says that they are just kind of completely out of left field. You don't expect it, but you can kind of see how they would kind of make that, that, that statement um, because they're, they're, they're first generation, um, you know, Korean. And um, so, you know, and, and some people, I, I think I've read some reviews of Kim's convenience saying that, Oh, they're, you know, this is not realistic comedy. I mean, it's kind of corny and, um, you know, the, the, it's, it's misrepresenting Asians, and but I'm actually finding that this is kind of you know first generation um, uh, uh, Korean humor <laughs> from 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 people of that generation. So uh, I I I just I I found it funny and and connected to it and related to it. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean. Even though I think it was a previous interview that Paul, aka Appa, he was saying that even though his accent, uh, he, when he's doing his accent, it's only about eighty percent of what uh, you know a real Korean would do. But uh, I can totally relate. When I hear him, I actually think of my mom right away because hey, that that's exactly what my mom would say. But probably a little more Korean to it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I mean, I, they. I mean, they. They picked the, the perfect scene. Uh, I. I think to start start things off, and uh, I really the, the the rest of the show <laughs> too is interspersed with that kind of comedy. Because uh, I there, there was a concern that I had as well with the series that oh yeah the promos are really good oh yeah this first scene is really funny but they're not going to be able to hold it up consistently. Um, and, and, and if they're not, then you can't believe in the characters anymore. Um, but really for the rest of this episode, through the rest of the season and into season two, um, I felt they kept it really uh, consistent. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting, Gerald and Samira, because you see them later on uh, in, 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 in future episodes. They are really the same character like they were at the beginning and, and to be honest I, even with I, I'm thinking of Friends as a series how you know it, it, to me looking at like a character like Joey like in, in, the, in the first season and then looking at him three or four or five seasons later to, to me I know it's kind of weird to say I don't think it's the same Joey uh, Joey seems to be acting differently a slightly different sense of humor um, but I do not see that with with Appa Gerald and Samir and, and that that made them so much more more real and appealing to me mm-hmm. oh I definitely agree so just diving into the episode I mean there's again so much to cover there's two really kind of main paths that the episode takes first is dealing with the uh, Janet's photos and I guess how Appa Ama 
are all related to that. And then there's the whole Jung being an ass man or trying to be the <laughs> assistant manager of, of uh, Handy. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Janet's photo uh, photos. I mean, right off the bat, uh, we have a scene with Amma and Janet, and she's proud to say to Appa, you know, she has a best mark in class. And Appa being, you know, I guess the practical first-generation parent saying, we celebrate by you taking out garbage. You work hard, I work hard, we all work hard by taking out the garbage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's it. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's interesting too because Janet also ends up saying that oh, you know, you know, almost saying oh, you top market class, top market class, and 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 and, and she's going well. I did I did fairly well, indicating that she probably didn't get the top mark in the class, but but Oma was trying to sort of elevate. Um, yeah. and, and we actually do see that later in the episode uh, when, when Amma's with the other uh, ladies in the church and, and, and using whatever language that she can uh, to, to kind of, you know, showcase that her kids are, 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 are doing well. And she's trying to do this, interestingly enough, with, with, with Appa as well, whereas yeah. sort of the, you know, Appa takes the different approach of saying, ah, you know, you're not so great. Um, and uh, what you're doing is really not as awesome as you think. Um, yeah. You know, taking out the garbage, or in, 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 you know, to be more specific in his case, running the store. And what yeah. I'm doing, uh, and the pictures that I took um, are uh, just as important, just as meaningful, just as worthy of being recognized. You know, who are you or anyone to think that you're special because? Um, you you did did this, and 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 some may say that it's because oh well it's because Janet was a photographer. If she was a doctor or lawyer or engineer, yeah. uh, that that maybe Appa would take a different attitude. And I've actually found um, again in, in in what I've seen. In my own life, and also with with, with other um, with friends with with first generation parents, is that's not the case. I mean, even actually, my own wife uh, is is an engineer, uh, but mm-hmm. her parents uh, were 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 not, and didn't have the same level of education and the same um, professional technical uh, vocations. And there is that interesting struggle of. Yeah. Oh, you think you may know better than me uh, because you're an engineer and I wasn't in the same way. I didn't work for a big company, you know. I, I, I you know. It's, but, but you know, I, I know a lot. I have, I have more street smarts and experience yeah. than you, um, and so there, there is that kind of um, tension going on anyway. So I, I, I think again the scene. Uh, was was very representative of of, of what a lot of uh, uh, second generation um, uh, uh, Asian Americans uh, uh, go through. Actually, I completely agree. It's it's one of those things that I think uh, Asian parents tend to do. They they you know there's praise and then some, but there's always something after beyond that. Like one of the final lines in the episode is. People want to buy your picture because they very good picture, but could be better, yeah. right? And it's uh, it 
it is very representative of people in the second generation because the parents, I guess what they're trying to do is elevate and, and make sure that their kids improve and keep on improving, keep working for something better, no matter what they are, as you said. And it's, and there's, and and that's the, 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 the difficult thing about that is that there, or the complex thing is that there are multiple motivations for it. So that, that final statement that Appa ends up making, which he, he ends up making many times uh, throughout the series of could be, could be better. It was one in, in terms of protecting his own ego um, so that it would be acknowledged that, you know, he has worth and value in what he does, but also wanting to push his kids to achieve uh, the highest level of excellence um, uh, possible. Um, and, and, and so I, I really think it was kind of, uh, of both there. Um, my, my dad, uh, I, I, I still remember bringing home after a very tumultuous first year of university uh, where um, I, I I was uh, typically a straight A student throughout my whole life, but when I when I went to co- uh, college at Rice University in Houston, um, it, it it really threw me for a loop, and I was I was failing a lot of my initial tests um, and exams. But I brought up all my grades to A minus. Uh, I think originally it might have been a C or a D, but somehow I scrounged my way to get to an A minus, and I remember proudly showing my dad, my, my report card, and I was expecting some measure of praise for him in response, but he basically said, A minus could be better. A plus. <laughs> Why isn't this all A plus? So it wasn't good job, son, whatever. And, and part of it too is my dad, he was pretty much an A plus student his entire life right. as well. And so I, I really believe kind of, you know, as I mentioned with Appa, I think both motivations were there uh, for my dad, too. So, again, that whole I, I connect with Kim's Convenience, I connect with this episode kind of thing, again, was, was just totally happening. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's a whole thing, especially when you, like the first generation, I've been trying to always put myself in like the first generation mindset. I mean, they were people who who came to a country that they didn't really know the language necessarily and have to probably give up on their dreams or just work a job to support a family and to start something new. And a lot of the times, and it's actually covered in this episode, right, that they they struggled to to uh, to provide for the family and to provide them the opportunities to do what they want. And uh, I remember, and I have the quote here, uh, with Appa kind of saying it to to Janet as she's getting frustrated that Appa's just sold her photos to these customers. She's saying he's saying to her, "You is my work. Me and Appa is uh, sorry. Me and Amma is struggled to make whole life for you. And what do you do?" take a picture and now it's time for you to pay me back all i invest in you and what you say don't touch my stuff yeah and it's yeah it's 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 interesting that whole mindset of it but it's something that i can relate to too i mean i've heard my parents say this kind of stuff to me yeah, I, I um, you know, even as you were reading that uh, <laughs> uh you know it it um yeah, I, I, so so again, this is the thing about Kim's convenience that um, just blows me away. I'm I am this you know at the beginning of the episode, I am I, I'm taken aback 
by the things Apo is saying with Gerald and Samira and then just cracking up laughing. Because uh, I just didn't expect Abba to say and anything like that, and it's so funny. And I, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm making noises in, in, in the house, and people can hear me. Uh, but then, then suddenly it turns to this kind of scene, and again, you know, words that almost are verbatim of things that I've heard my parents say, or more my father has said, and um, I am bawling. Actually, yeah. uh, and, and I, I was stunned again. I didn't expect them to go there. Um, and um, I, it's interesting, the, the way that my dad put it, it was more of a statement. He, he, you know, he's often talked about how he's had to, um, he, he uh, walked long distances, many, many miles through snow, uh, and not the best clothing to be able to get yeah. to school every day. He had um, and no lamp light or hardly any lamp light to be able to study by, and yet he still succeeded and did well. He ended up leaving Korea and going to the U.S. for graduate school with fifty dollars in his pocket, and you know. And so he would keep telling me all this, and so yeah, it's this whole um, you know I look at all the hard work that I've done and the sacrifices that I've made to ultimately give you the life that you have today. Um, and, you know, and for me, I always thought kind of growing up, he said those things um, because he, you know, he loved me and really wanted me to succeed and succeed for myself. Um, you know, I, I, I was watching many episodes of the Cosby show growing up and all I saw Heathcliff Huxtable being that kind of dad and in the way that he addressed his kids. Uh, but then there was a day where my dad kind of, he, he got honest with me and he admitted to me that, um, he didn't say it quite like Abba, he ended up saying half of the reason why I've done what I did as your father was also for me <laughs> um, that um, I, I want to benefit from you and what I invested in you and what you end up producing, not, not maybe just simply uh, uh, monetarily even, but really in terms of sort of this uh, aura of success that I can know that you have and I can, um, you know, other people can know that you have. Um, and, um, and I just remember, I, I have a feeling based on what I, I saw from this episode, I, I want to say that it may have been Janet's very first time hearing it because you see that look of shock yeah. on her face too. And her reaction of, you know, Apple, that's such a messed up idea. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it was a, that you could tell and it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that was my, I don't, I'm trying to, I don't think I said that to my dad per se. I don't think I dared to. I, but I remember just feeling that same um, level of shock. And, and this is where, again, where the Kim's convenience, I don't know if formula is the word to use, but I'm so thankful that they went into a comedic moment. <laughs> about you must have idea, you know, I, that they went into that after such an intense scene, because I mean, I, I, I think if they hadn't done that, um, I would be left in 
I mean, emotional, um, emotional shambles. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I feel like they, they they did something similar in the season finale for season two. If you, if you don't mind me bringing that this up, but you know how the whole thing went south between Appa and and and, and Jung, you know, after the whole congratulations thing, right. and um, uh, in the end there was a family picture that was being shown, and Appa put here his thumb. I guess it was over over um, uh, over uh, who's who's who was that? It was uh, Terrence. Oh, over Terrence, over Terrence, right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, uh, but he, they, they admired it and said it was a good picture, and Jung was in it. And yep, so right. he still, in spite of everything that had happened in that, that last scene, he still loved his son. And so they, 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 they always kind of diffuse sort of that very tense moment and kind of say, hey, all hope is not lost here. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they did that in the scene in Janet's photos um, with the whole uh, "you this, you that," um, you know, as a way to kind of diffuse that too. I I really appreciate uh, that kind of writing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's genius. I think it's also I don't know if they intended it to be this way, but re- almost um, re- respectful of those who may be going through similar things right. and giving them kind of some notion of, 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 of maybe hope as mm-hmm. well. Um, maybe not taking something too seriously. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that scene, um, boy, that, that, that just, that sticks out. Um, uh, and, and, and it's probably, I know that people are enamored by the whole uh, 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 Jung and Chan kissing thing, but I mean, to me, if I had to pick one scene that defines Kim's convenience for me, it's 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 that one. Um, it's that one, and, and it's probably when I, if and if I ever get the chance to 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 to, to meet Paul and, and 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 Andrea, I mean, this is this that's probably the scene that I would that I would profusely be thanking them for. Uh, (laughs) It's such a powerful scene, especially for a second episode. I mean, watching the first one, you get hints that there's probably going to be a bit of drama, but you know, it's a funny episode, but this one was a really hard hitting episode, especially for like so early in the season, so early in the show. It was such a, such a great scene. And uh, I mean, there are, some other similar scenes like I'm remembering later in the first episode that fridge scene with up on Janet when they're talking about um, whether or not he's been a good father oh yes and it, it it hits the same sort of notes the same sort of drama and then it's like you said then they cut into the comedy he he kind of cuts through it by flicking her on the head <laughs> But uh, you, I definitely give Andrea props for that uh, pissed off reaction that she had. That was just that was gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and again, I, I really can't. And, and maybe you know, you can try to brainstorm for yourself. I can't think of any other show um, that I've seen that with that kind of writing. I mean, I I know that there's a lot of. Um, uh, 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 popularity around um, uh, This Is Us. And I've seen mm-hmm. clips of, of This Is Us. And This Is Us um, doesn't take this approach, I don't think. It's more, we're, we're going to get you crying and we're going to 
keep you crying for a while. <laughs> you know, kind of they, they, they dig kind of deeper and deeper into that. Where right. here, it's it, it's more um, measured, and um, I'm yeah, I, I, I just I just love that. The one funny thing that I also find with the show is uh, whenever you see Mr. Chin pop up, it <laughs> it, it kind of has like Appa has that realization that something kind of happened, or he realizes that maybe he's wrong, or maybe that something isn't quite, you know, he realizes something about himself, I guess, would be the easy thing to say. Yeah. Actually, I've been re-watching all of these episodes, and there was this one little joke in there that I found really funny that I didn't catch until, like, my fourth or fifth. And uh, he was talking, of course, Mr. Chin, whenever he's complaining about something, he's complaining about his Shih Tzu uh, ginger. And there's that one line uh, that Appa says to him, like, this is why ginger pee in your slipper. And at that moment, they have that shot. And then there's this like customer there. And uh, right beside Mr. Chin, who's this redheaded customer. And I'm like, oh, they couldn't have. Oh, that, that beautifully timed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the uh, I mean, again, uh, the, something that uh, there is that dynamic once again, of where there is a very... Um, it's a very serious conversation about a very serious subject, but 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 somehow the the, the comedy uh, is introduced there again, and mm. it, I, I feel like it really helps you to kind of understand what's what's happening. Um, uh, and 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 there are a couple of other takeaways uh, from from that scene for me. One is um, my, you know, I I, I remember growing up and dealing with my dad and thinking that the key to deal with my dad is to just try to argue with him mm -hmm. uh, as his son, uh, to see if I can get him to come over to my side and to understand when, you know, and, I, and, and we find um, uh, Janet and even Jung in the, some scenes that they have together uh, where, where, where this is, this is happening. But in the end, what was a pivotal factor in helping Appa kind of see the light? It it was there's a relationship with Mr. Jin and some of the some of the the the, the, the comedic conversations that they had together, yeah. and and so it you know it, it was and 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 and, and for me that I, I had to realize that growing up, I, I still sometimes have to realize that uh, that. Sometimes it just takes someone outside the family and external yeah. situations and circumstances before you know you know an appa like appa can 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 start kind of changing his or adjusting his his way of um, his way of thinking mm -hmm. um, and and the other was um, appa's statement of saying he would he would be he would have been a better father to himself than his own father. Right. Um, where he would say, thank you, me, for making me into such a great you. Again, I didn't feel as alone because it was, I, I, again, I, I think I found that many people go through something very similar. Uh, right. But um, it was something that my, my dad has, has said to me, many, many times about, oh, you know, you think I am such a tough father of son, but my dad was like this to me. And yeah. He was so much worse <laughs> and, and uh, he did all this and, and uh, you know, uh, and 
some stories are coming to mind that I probably can't share here uh, that he said about his relationship with his dad. Um, and it's like, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, Oppo was doing the same thing as my Oppo did, trying to sort of justify the way that he parented because he was parented by his dad in, in such a more extreme and dramatic uh, uh, way. Um, and, you know, and, and again, um, it sounds like a pretty good argument, but Mr. Chin wouldn't uh, wouldn't leave it there. Um, mm-hmm. And he came up with some interesting way to kind of, you know, to, 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 to show the light that, you know, you can't use that as an excuse. There is a bigger issue going on where you're actually feeling a little bit insecure about your, your, yourself and mm-hmm. about your performance. And I don't know if Mr. Chin actually kind of implied this directly, but maybe even in terms of his own parenting. Because why would he be trying to justify himself about right. saying, oh, you know, I'm not like my dad? Well, it, maybe it's because you're feeling a little bit insecure um, your, yourself. Um, so, again, uh, uh, you know, hilarious scene, uh, but really, really powerful and, and, and something that people can connect with. Well, definitely. Now, uh, of course, in Appa's case, he always has Mr. Chin to chat with. And in Amma, I mean, we touched on this earlier, uh, in this episode, she is actually interacting with a lot of the people at the church a lot. And th- again, second episode in, there's a lot of introduction to a lot of other characters. In this case, we're introduced to Mrs. Lee, who I guess is her church friend. And on the polar opposite of that, you're introduced to Mrs. Park, who mm. is Basically, I guess I hate to label her as the villain, but she kind of is. <laughs> and she's like playing on like the insecurities of Amma saying, oh, yeah, your son. Yeah, he went to juvie, right? And while, as you were saying earlier, Eugene, that she's, on the other hand, trying to say, oh, you know, he's working for a car rental company. And Janet, she's doing very good as photographer. She's not starving artist and not fat artist. But, <laughs> you know, she's she's doing her best. And, uh, yeah, we're also introduced to Pastor Choi. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which we didn't see much of. We didn't see much of him in season two, or if at all. I'm trying to remember if we see him at all in season two. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't been, think so. It was it was a lot of uh, Pastor, Pastor Nina, Nina moments. Yeah. Pastor Nina, that's right, right. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, the funny thing that I always found about Pastor Troy that I learned later on is that um, in Choi, who's the creator of Kim's Convenience, uh, he was telling us in his one person show that. Uh, all of his his father and his grandfather were all pastors. So and uncles too, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. His uncles as well. So it makes me think uh, if he based Pastor Choi on <laughs> one of his relatives, <laughs> <laughs> I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, I think um, you know, having grown up in in the Korean uh, Korean American church myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know if I've ever had a pastor quite like Pastor Troy, but um, uh, there there is that um, general thought that um, uh, pastors like to kind of fraternize with their members and right. potentially 
take advantage of situations without maybe doing it intentionally, kind mm-hmm. of using their pastoral position or authority to be able to gain special privileges. Again, without being kind of scandalous about it and very upfront about it, it's all sort of very subtle and subliminal. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I, it, uh, it, it, so to me that, that made it relatable and also, also very, very funny. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the dynamics too of the, just the different types of ladies that were present. I really felt like that's kind of a good cross section of yeah. what those kind of church conversations would be like. And, yeah. and another thought that I just had was, um, you know, we, I, you know, I, I know that we've made many mentions throughout the, the podcast here about, um, uh, how there's relatability uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, uh, first-generation um, uh, uh, Asians, uh, you know, being in a, in a second-generation culture. Um, but uh, I, I, I think it's a scene like this that kind of reminds me, I, I bet that some of this happens in different forms, uh, in different ways, um, cross-culturally uh, as, as, as well. Um, that, you know, whenever, um, you know, uh, maybe a, a group of moms are together talking about their kids, uh, mm-hmm. there is that level of sort of, there's a, there's a one-upping that sometimes happens. Uh, sometimes there are awkward situations, you know, that, that occur. Um, I, I, I want to say that it, it, it's, it's, it's relevant across the board, which again is another kind of amazing thing about, about Kim's convenience that, um, you know, when, when we're talking about uh, friendships and relationships and yep. family and church, um, that a lot of that you know crosses um, different different boundaries. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just talking about the relationships between the, between the church people again, Mrs. Park, Mrs. Lee, and Oma. I remember one of the comments my mom had, and she's a big fan of the show as well. She was saying, every time Mrs. Park comes up, she's always like scowling. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, you know, there's always a Mrs. Park. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, 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 um, you know, and Mrs. Park that, that probably has some underlying, and, and they allude to this now and then, I think through the rest of the season and, and, and uh, of, of Mrs. Park having issues of her own. Like, I think she had to go to marriage right. counseling. Obviously right. there's, there's uh there's, there's Jeannie having, you know, uh, 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 the, 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 the flask and drinking alcohol. I mean, and so they're, they're, um, uh, you know, that that yes, she's she's talking this you know kind of bold and 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 and, and prideful talk, but but she's really kind of kind of broken underneath. And, and actually, interestingly, that's kind of an interesting element that that could be pursued in a season three or in a future season <laughs> of kind of getting behind Mrs. Park. There's probably a lot of layers there that that could be revealed um and uh that you know that that have made her into the kind of person that 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 she is uh, so that might be interesting yeah <laughs> that definitely be more interesting. that'd be more interesting to see um and you know the funny thing uh with this season another character who didn't pop up in season one but 
and didn't pop up in season two was a uh, genie, uh, who's played by Tina Jung, who in real life she actually they're she's dating Simu, who plays Jung. Right. Which, yeah, uh, I, I, and 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 I I'm still I, I scratch my head. I, yeah I don't know how that that works. I mean how they make decisions about because there there I guess there are so many characters and they can't necessarily bring them all back I, I i always kind of wonder about that that process because um somebody had mentioned this earlier that even the minor characters you get attached to um i remember watching korean uh, you know when i first started watching korean dramas there would always be these minor characters that would regularly appear and 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 sometimes i got so annoyed at these minor characters that i would fast forward whenever they were in a scene on their own and they were just talking about stuff i mean they, they it just annoyed me that these minor characters existed but every minor character that that shows up in kim's i i i am fond of and yeah you you end up kind of missing them i mean yeah. i i found genie as a character Intriguing, um, you know. Even reminded me of, of you know, when I was uh, serving in, 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 in youth group at church of, of, of kids who were kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so um, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's there there is that kind of sadness of, of not seeing seeing more of them. Um, and, uh, um, and 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 Tina Jones a, a fantastic person. I, I follow her on uh, Instagram and, and and Twitter and and uh, 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 she, she's wonderful. So so we'd love to see her again. Absolutely. So the last part of the the episode uh, kind of centers around Jung and his I guess story or sub story into trying to be the assistant manager or again as Kim Chi refers to it as the ass man. And there's a lot of resistance from Kim Chi for him to, for Jung to be the assistant manager. He straight up says, you know, why would you want that job? And this job, if there's an iPod in the car, you get an iPod in the car. And he even goes as far as when Oma's visiting to say, you know what, he's gonna, he's got going to be the worst job in the, <laughs> at Handy. He wants to be the ass man. And almost, you know, she's already dealing with these. The, the comments from the church people. She's like, "Oh yeah, Asman's really bad." You know what? I'm out of here. Good mm. luck. And uh, it made me question: Why would Kimchi be like this? And uh, one of the things that Andrew has, Andrew Fung, who plays Kimchi, um, he was interviewed and kind of asked, "Okay, so where is Kimchi coming from, or uh, can you kind of put us in the mind of Kimchi?" And one of the things that he said was. You know, Kimchi always thinks that he's the smartest one in the room. And when he said that, it kind of hit me watching this episode a second time after that, saying, thinking, okay, you know, if him and Jung, they're good buddies, they've been working together through through and through with everything. And then suddenly Jung saying, Hey, I'm gonna go be the assistant. What do you think of what do you think of this? And you it's know, like him moving on with his life and leaving Kimchi behind. Exactly. And finally, and he's not the smartest guy in the room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but interestingly though, he is teachable because he kind of comes around, right? That by the end of the episode and realizing that all they have is a egg, uh, in, <laughs> I, not even in the fridge. It was in, in a, in a cupboard or something like that. 
and yeah. and all of a sudden it's like yeah okay go ahead and 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 and, and uh, go you know I hope you get that job yeah uh, and so that 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 was refreshing to see I'm I'm also thinking that too. Um, you know, just like we talked about sort of saving face or, or trying to embellish reality, I, I, I think um, that Kimchi, you know, is trying to justify his level of success in society. Like, why would you want to get promoted in this company? Uh, it's perfectly just like with Appa. Appa was trying to kind of justify that, hey, my pictures are good and my owning the store is good and it should right. be recognized. Kimchi's kind of doing the same thing, um, maybe in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a different way. Um, I also like to see the progression of their friendship too because I guess when, you know, in the, in the finale where, uh, season two finale, uh, Kimchi actually is, seems very supportive, if I'm not mistaken, of, mm-hmm. um, of uh, uh, of John wanting to move on, uh, right. working for for another car rental company, um, and also he he seemed excited to get the assistant manager position himself. And so I love seeing how yeah, Kimchi was kind of in this one state, but look where he he is today. Um, and yet, in many respects, he's he's the same he's the same person. Um, another thing that I'm fascinated by the whole ass man thing is is that normally in Korean culture, uh, titles are really big, yes, um, and important things. And sometimes, regardless of what company you're working for, and um, what I found funny was as soon as Jung said to his Amma when Amma when was over with some kipop or something for them, yeah. uh, said, said you know, I'm going to be an assistant manager. Actually, I, I, I think, I'm, I'm trying to remember if they actually showed a picture of Amma, but I, I, I want to say that Amma kind of perked up and uh, was almost like, yeah, ooh, manager. Yeah. what a, and, and then immediately it was all brought to shambles uh, <laughs> with Kimchi with saying, ass man. And obviously she knows thankfully what an ass is yeah. and uh, automatically, you know, attach the negative connotation to that along with the ne- negative connotation about car rental. And uh, then it was, it was all kind of over <laughs> from, from there. Um, and so I found that that was, that was, that was a, that was a fun interaction. Yeah. It's, it's a good point about the titles. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about my own, my own Oma. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's such a funny thing about that generation, especially yeah, again Korean culture that titles are so important, and how quickly she was so turned off. <laughs> but yeah, it's very real, very real. All right, um, so yeah, that that covers up most of the episode. Um, but one thing, we actually received a question on Twitter. Aww. Yeah, about the first episode, and this question comes from Chris, who is, uh, he's a fan. We actually met him in some uh, fan meetups fan meetups <laughs> as well, and uh, he asks, actually, I'm just cutting off a bit of it because he asked more than this. In Wiki, it says, Appa and Amma were teachers in Korea, so I wonder why they would want their kids to take over the store and not at least become teachers, and, you know... How about in your family? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting thing. Any take on that, Eugene? 
Yeah, I, I, I think um, uh, I, 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 it's that whole kind of conflict I think that's going on inside of of, of Apanema where they want to protect their legacy yeah. um, and even in some sense their ego uh, and, and saying that really running the store um, isn't a bad thing. It's a respectable thing because that's what I've been doing. And so um, if you end up taking the store, one, you, you, you're you probably going to be set for, for, for life. You know, it's a way that we can take care of you even after we die because we've built up this business yeah. for you. Um, but also, again, it protects our legacy that, you know, this is uh, – uh, uh, it, it really respects us by you saying, you know, uh, I, I, I want to keep this legacy going. I respect all that you did. Um, but at the same time, uh, there is that desire of seeing them do something bigger, better, yeah, uh, as, as, as well. And cause they, they're, 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 they're not completely closed off to the world. They, they're able to see what other opportunities kind of exist, uh, out there. And, um, you know, obviously you see Amma going through this in regards to the whole car rental thing and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and hoping was hope and her hopes of Jung doing, uh, things that are more reputable, even, even mentioning web designer, uh, in, yeah. in the list of, yeah. <laughs> of more reputable careers. Um, and then Appa in a different way by talking about how taking picture is, uh, is is not that great uh, yeah. probably even running the store might be better um and, and so she he was kind of thinking that you, you know janet you're taking a step down yeah. from from this uh from from the store um and so um you know i think that 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 comes into play uh, too. Um, so it, 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 it really, I think is a, a mixed, um, you know, bag of conflicting reasons. Um, and, 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 and the the two are seemingly contradictory, uh, to each other. Um, uh, generally I think one ends up winning. (laughs) I don't know. No, I, I completely agree. I, I was thinking along those same lines. I mean, as we discussed earlier, there's always that Asian parent bar of expectations, right? Uh, when I was growing up, at least, I remember it was it, similar to Amma's list. My parents were always pushing me to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or something. And, uh, you know, if if you don't reach that bar... Well, I think either way, they're going to tell you to keep doing better. But uh, on the other hand, uh, my parents actually had a family business going on as well. So uh, as I was growing up, it was always kind of like, okay, if you can't be a doctor or a lawyer (laughs) or an engineer, then at least you can fall back and look after our legacy, our business, because we spent so many years building this up. And as you just said, Eugene, you know, it, it's an honest business. It's good work. It'll keep you going. And it, it continues our legacy as well. Yeah. And, 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 and really, there are a lot of 
I, I, I've seen, I, I, I do have a decent number of friends that are in that same position where their parents own a business and a store. Um, and there's that same kind of pressure that, hey, we want you to do better than this. But there's there's nothing necessarily wrong with kind of taking over the store. Uh, for, for me, my parents ended up both being, um, had professional careers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but even then, um, my dad, when I told him that I, I didn't want to be an engineer, because he, right. he's a chemical engineer, oh, wow. and, right. um, and in the end, I um, ended up going into computer science, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember the look in his eye, that, and, he, and he expressed it verbally, too, that there was some disappointment that neither of his children were going to kind of carry on sort of his legacy of being an engineer or even going into one of the professions that he also considered. So he had actually made a chart to determine what career that he would, what would go into, what, what he would major in college, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can believe that. And uh, a chemical engineer, engineer was one, but lawyer and doctor were, were there as well. Yeah. And so also in the back of his head, he was going, oh, if my one of my kids would end up pursuing one of these things that I ended up not pursuing but thought about, uh, then it would be so good. And, but in the end, I disappointed him there, him there as well. Um, and I mean, my dad is... Is, is ultimately very proud uh, of, of me uh, uh, for, for what I've accomplished, but but at the at the same time, um, you know, you can't deny that there was a twinge of disappointment that uh, you know I didn't kind of carry on his legacy quite like maybe the way that he would have thought. <laughs> well, I think the lesson of uh, all this is, you know, understanding between parents and kids, and the other thing is for us. We're never going to quite meet their expectations either way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, Eugene, thanks for being on. It's been awesome. I mean, wow, we, we've been running for almost about an hour, and I don't think I'm going to cut any of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Will people be listening to this whole thing for one hour straight? I don't know. Oh, no, this is awesome. You, you've been a pleasure <laughs> to have. Two and... episodes or three episodes of Kim's Convenience instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how like we, we took a 20-minute episode and we, we expanded into an hour talk. But, I mean, hey, this is our story, and it's it's thanks for sharing your story. Uh, it was. It's been my my pleasure. It's it's good to get some of this off my chest and kind of collect my thoughts. Um, you know, I, I, I tweet about I've tweeted about Kim's convenience and, and posted some things on Facebook, but they're only like little blurbs at a time. And and I'm I'm really appreciative for this opportunity to kind of think about you know my my thoughts on Kim's convenience in, in, in the context of, of a single episode and it's it's helped me uh, a, a lot to kind of solidify my thoughts so thank you thank you very much Mike <laughs> <laughs> all right so just remember everyone uh, we want to push CBC for hashtag KC season three so make sure to tweet them often and tweet them well heck right now so if you have any other comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeYUAN82. And remember, this show is marketing conspiracy-free, past best before date, but still pretty good. Until the next time. Okay, see ya.